Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? We are back. This is episode 164 of the Dark Windows podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm Kevin. And if this is your first time, welcome. If this is not your first time, also welcome. Um, Please. Before we go too far. Um, well, we're not going to walk or run. But I no, I'm not going. I ain't going fucking anywhere. I'm comfy. I got my nice chair. Got new boom arms. We're yeah. Sit away from the table a little bit. We don't have to touch each other's fucking feet underneath it. It's pretty great. Stop. That we just do it by choice. It's it's always <laughs> by choice. Um. So if you go over to any of our social media on like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, you'll see that we are actually going to start offering some merch, and we're doing it all in house. Um. T-shirts, stickers, stuff like that. At this point, I want to say we've got like it's either nine or ten designs up and available i'm telling you dude um and we have some more like we got more on the way more stuff that sticker form yeah and such um, if if anybody remembers the varg artwork that we had from uh our friend skinwalker art on i'm sorry i'm sorry skinwalk art on instagram actually working on another one for us that is <laughs> fucking excellent and i cannot wait um but the rest of them are all, all the other designs are done by my wife, except for our OG logo, which is one of our listeners, Michael Falk, which we still love that fucking design. I've got fucking it all over right. my, we've got it all over the studio. We got a giant banner, got it on my arm, um, yeah. my, uh, my boom arm. Um, I, I want that. My, I want to, yeah, I want oh, that. We can make that arm. happen. Um, I have it on my iPad. I have it on my computer. And the, the other thing we want to, want to, I wanted to mention is that, uh, if you order a T-shirt, we're not going to charge you extra for needing a bigger size because that shit drives me fucking nuts. No, we're going to do the reverse. We're going to charge you extra for a smaller size. Eh, yeah, ah, you skinny bastards. <laughs> Some of the designs will probably be a little bit more just depending on what they are, uh, the amount of time it takes to yeah. get them onto shirts and stuff like that. Um, the stickers are all going to be set, but we're still kind of working on pricing and all that. Um, but if you are interested in any of that stuff, Go over to DWP Merch, D-W-P-M-E-R-C-H, at gmail.com, and shoot us an email, and we can figure something out. We'll uh, And we can post, you know. uh, we'll be posting more of what, you know, 
um, stickers, you know, like logo stuff. and As new all designs that. come out, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely be adding them up to it. Because we're working on, you know, we have a whole bunch that we're, uh, we have. So a, a lot of them have been like editing quotes of the night just because those are fun. And there's one that, <laughs> that Kevin and I are actually both waiting on that was not the editing quote of the night. But it was just, it was so good. And then the design that my wife came up with was fucking beautiful. And I'm just, I'm waiting for my shirt because it makes me happy to look at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but was that it. said? Let's get into it here. Yes. So this week we are going to do a topic that we've we've basically had on our list since the beginning of the show. Fucking beginning of almost time. Four years ago. Yeah, and I said this. I was like, you know what? I want to cover some missing persons. And Kevin's like, okay. Any particular? I go, I don't know. I don't care. I oh, just want to stay in Vermont or what? And I said, well, I don't care. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. It's We're, time. It's time. <laughs> I was like, oh, he said it. Ding, ding, ding. So here comes the Bennington Triangle. And we, again, we kind of re- re- uh, reversed roles here. Like, usually I would have been the one diving into more of the, the human element, the potential, you know, crime of the whole thing. And you'd have been like, oh, hey, no, I got monsters and aliens and ghosts and shit. Yeah. And the backstory, the history, you know. Yeah. That, so we you know. reversed roles here. But I said, tag, you're it. It's all good because I got to read a shitload of books by one of my absolute favorite authors. And I'm actually going to start off with. An excerpt from one of them. Joseph Citro. Yeah. So, if you're not familiar, Joseph Citro is the man when it comes to New England folklore, more specifically, like, focusing more on Vermont because he's one of us. Yep. He is just fucking just chef's kiss, best author of all time for folklore in our little corner of the state. Um, so I wanted to start off with an excerpt from uh, one of his books called Passing Strange. Uh, and it is uh, oh. located in the Green Mountains near Bennington. The area has always had a reputation. It's an inaccessible region, remote and full of dark places, jutting outcroppings, vast marshlands and quiet pools. It's easy to see how the topography may have given birth to legends, if not actual monsters. And that's just like a that's... little bit. Of how he writes, he's so goddamn good. It's really good. I so like that. if you if you want to like if you want to figure like look into anything New England folklore, look him up, and he's mm-hmm. also a fantastic fiction writer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from what I've heard, oh. but I also I think he, he interprets some of the um, Vermont like not really cryptid, but like well maybe cryptid and the uh, um. I can't. What am I trying to think of? Also, the like the unexplained. Yes. You know the shit that's not like you can't like. Okay, well. The th- legend and lore. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this 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 like shouldn't be here or or how was this made or whatever. Yeah. No. Type he's of thing. he's the man. And plus, I, I, like we actually got to see him. Uh, we've I've met him a couple of times at uh, at the readings that he does at uh, Phoenix Books in Rotland. Well, I met him once. Yeah. Cause you know, yeah, but but he was really good. He actually did yeah the reading from uh, his book or one of his books, and it was really good. And then he gets you know it goes around. You can actually like 
if you have some stories or whatever, you can tell them, tell them to them and everything, or which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and he's working on another one where it's like local people's stories that mm. have talked to him over the years. I mean, if it tells you how much I like this dude, within arm's reach at the moment, I have seven of his books. Oh, hold on. Seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got ten of his books and three more in my in my uh my downstairs like in the uh living room dining room um it's just fantastic and he's such a nice dude to talk to when you meet him because he's you know you expect oh he's an author but then you re- forget he grew up fucking 15 minutes from where i live he's one of us he puts maple syrup on everything and you know he talks like one of us yeah <laughs> yes. um and he's actually the one that coined the term bennington triangle yep that was during a 1992 um it was a local radio interview that he did i can't remember what station it was with um i believe it was one of the am stations around here um but he came up with that because he noticed a lot of similarities between that area of our state and also massachusetts where they have the bridgewater triangle where you have the same not the same but very similar things going on because the bridgewater triangle is the fucking wild west of the paranormal. There is so much crazy stuff that happens there. Yeah, not not just par- like not just paranormal, but also crime wise. There's because if you if you go back into history, if you look right smack dab in the middle of that triangle, that's where Lizzie Borden killed her uh, killed her family. Um, there's an abandoned mental institution right in there as well, the Taunton State Hospital. Uh, she killed her family in Fall River, which is inside of the the bridgewater triangle oh yeah um, okay and there's really, a, a haunted really, uh... swamp that was just full of dead native americans after some of them turned on the others and fought with the british against them um so the points of our triangle are the towns of shaftsbury bennington obviously and somerset and in that area lays it lays the now unincorporated town of glastonbury and more importantly kind of the epicenter of all of this stuff glastonbury mountain which a couple weeks ago we tried to go visit and we failed <laughs> yeah well it's actually bald mountain it, yeah it is the technical is right, actually but, a technical term yeah. for it um because glastonbury is part of bald mountain yeah but it's always just been referred to as glastonbury mountain because it's i don't know, know if i don't know if uh, any of you folks actually have um where you live have uh towns that you know just kind of vanished for different reasons like i mean i can off the top of my head i know of three and within let's say five less than five miles from us we have two more than that well no three actually well no well one it's it's a one is a moved town okay a, um and then the other what, two well what are they well old brandon yep that's just technically a moved town right but you can still go find the, the remnants of the original like town that. yeah yep and then you have uh new philadelphia new philadelphia yep um new boston new boston and whipple hollow which was a town and then it was absorbed into West Rutland. Mm. Yeah. I think they're actually missing one. I think it's another one is uh, New Baltimore. 
I think it's what that's. That's what oh shit! Where was that one? Is that is that the one I'm thinking of? Because there's one, there's New Boston, which, which is, is up by the out behind the mountaintop end. Mountaintop end, and then there's New Philadelphia uh, is on top of Government Road or River Road. Government Road, <laughs> always will be. Oh no 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 no! I'm sorry. Those are the two, and it's not Baltimore. No, it's just filled New Philadelphia, and. Uh, New Boston, and the one I never, I never understood was Holden, which is like, it's it's in Chittenden, it's its own town inside of another town that no longer exists. It makes no fucking sense. Well, it's and it's like it's the size of like three houses. Well, it's technically it's like it's like uh, New Philadelphia and New Boston. Okay, they were their own, right, and then it was absorbed, but then got it. Then like they're like, okay, well, you're no longer really, you know. I mean, everybody calls it Holden, but still, it's not Holden. It's, it's still Chittenden. It's fucking North Chittenden. Um, but like you know, uh, what what is like? It's kind of like for us, like Florence. Yeah. You know, well, Florence. Florence is their own town because they have their own post office. True. So. True. Holden has it, a fucking fish hatchery. That is true. Well, te- no, that's technically technically, that's technically East Pittsburgh. Chittenden. No, that's East Pittsburgh. <laughs> Mm, yes. You sure? Yes, the address is East Pittsburgh. Well, yeah. Anyway, nobody cares about that. No. <laughs> so Glastonbury was first chartered in 1761, way back before Vermont was even its own state. Uh, Vermont was not chartered as a state until 1771, I believe. 1761? Yeah, is when well, Glastonbury most, was. Most of the towns are actually chartered in 1761. Right, but that was also... this was It was still technically part of... Um, Depends. New Hampshire, I believe. Well, no, on this side would be New York. Yeah, either or. But it was actually no. I, I believe this was part, would have been part of Massachusetts because it was it's further south. Oh, true. But um, that is true. You're right. But when Vermont held its first census in 1791, there was a total of six families living in the town of Glastonbury. By 1800, so nine years later, all of those families had left. All six of those entire families had left, and. Uh, and been replaced by eight different families. So it's like these guys just fucking rotated out, you know? Um, So by 1810, a total of 76 people uh, were calling Glastonbury home, Uh, but by 1840, only 45 of them remained. Uh, Between people dying, people moving, you know. Uh, After the Civil War, Glastonbury finally began to kind of see like a little bit of a boom. Uh, Business interests in... Bennington, which is pretty close to there. Just um, over the hill, mountain. So, yeah, so all those businesses there are eager to take advantage of um, all the, the the supply of, like, timber. Yep. Because there's so many trees down there. It's so thickly wooded. And that even still, even, mm. with, like, as the state grows and expands, it's still, it's still so heavily wooded. You can barely see through, <laughs> like, into the trees down there. We're mining, spots. right, too, um, up there? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, and by 1872, they began construction on a railroad trolley, which ran up the mountain. Uh, the line ran, uh, ran along Bowles Brook and terminated at the place where the brook forked. Um, it was an improper, uh, it was, it was a hell of an achievement, uh, with some of the people, I'm sorry, with some parts of the, the line climbing as much as, uh, 250 feet per mile. So that's, that's pretty steep. Yeah. I mean... And remains of the old trolley tracks can still be found, and everything's grown back up around. Na- na- like nature has completely retaken the area. Yep. 
But if you wander out through the woods, you can actually find the old train tracks. Um, I've heard that there's also an old, like the bones of an old train still out there somewhere as well. Hmm. But I have no idea where the where to find it. We couldn't even find the fucking road to go where to park. Well, we found technically, but we did. But it was kind of like you know, uh... there's a bunch of campers there, and then it's like twelve foot deep mud ruts to get out to where you could drive out further to park. It's like eh. the rogue is not going to do this. No, <laughs> we would need four wheelers. <clears throat> so, meanwhile, the population had grown to about 199 people in 1870 uh, and up to 241 by 1880. So, within 10 years, it almost doubled. 241 is only the people that permanently lived there. That's not counting the, like, the transient folk, like the um, laborers and stuff like that, yeah, that would yeah. come in and work somewhere, you know, live somewhere else. Um so the at this point the the logging business is fucking booming. Yeah, they're making tons of money. Um, so well, much. I mean, by that time, you know, Vermont was was the mountains. What we think of the mountains now, and if you know you see pictures of Vermont, it's luscious green. You know, thick. mount thick mountain Two tops. Two seas thick. Yeah, and then in eighteen hundreds. It was fucking bare. It was bald. Yeah. And the reason why it was bald was because they had fucking sheep. And sheep needed open space. Yep. And the sheep at one time actually outnumbered humans. Mm-hmm. Like Still one, pretty damn close. <laughs> like at one time there was uh, um, the number of cows actually outnumbered humans. And I think that might be the case now. You know, you know. Just for shits and kicks, we know there's about 600,000 people in the state. I'm going to do some quick looking. Sheep? Uh, not as much, because that kind of uh, died off. But, I mean, compared to... But even having cows has died off even more. So. Well, yeah, because the fucking dairy industry has killed every single small like family farm in the area but that's well, a that's a yeah well i mean that's just because of the you know basically you have to be a big farmer to make anything yeah so but yeah if you had seen pictures of this town i mean you know at by that time there probably wasn't much in the way of trees so there's only about 150,000 cows in the state now compared to our 650,000 people yeah but back, uh, shit, 20 years ago, that number population-wise was larger, and so is the number of cows. But that's because everybody leaves this state because there's nothing here. Yeah. There's no fucking industry. There's nothing. Nothing at all. And unless you have a job, there's no point coming here. Anyway, that's enough of that rant. <laughs> um so the, the logging industry got so busy that in the 1870s, there was actually two additional sawmills built in the area. Um, one at the original settlement called Fayville and one um, in South Glass, in, in what was actually at the time South Glastonbury, where the uh, railroad ended. Mm. Uh, there was dozens of kilns built so they could dry the wood out. So you could just, you know, th- those were all in uh, in Glastonbury as well. Um and some of them were to dry the wood out for, uh, you know, lumber, like building materials. And some were calibrated hotter to burn it to produce charcoal. 
Yep. Because um, obviously at that point in time, everything was, was coal. Yeah. So instead of mining for it, we were making it. Yeah, you know? that's, that's smart. Um, and those that was also feeding the iron industry in Shaftesbury and uh, over the border into Troy, New York. Because Troy actually had a really big like metal industry. I didn't realize that until I started rolling into this. Huh. Troy, New York was almost like small Pittsburgh. There was so much of an, of a, uh, an iron industry. Oh, and yeah. then as the 1900s came around, it just kind of died out. And now I think the only thing you can do in Troy is buy drugs. But they have a Sonic. True. And a Popeye's. True. We drove there and stood in line for 15 minutes. Popeye's was like, nah. Well, we didn't stand in line. We, uh, well, yes, we did. Okay. I thought it was more like we walked in. We were like, yeah. We walked in, there was three people working there and like 15 people in line. We're like, oh, no. No, no. No, we're not getting chicken today, buddy. No, no, no. So I ate two foot long hot dogs because I'm a fat shit. Because we went to Sonic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So by the late 1800s, however, the mountain had been cleared of nearly all of its mature timber. um, And the town's economy starts to die off because you've tapped your entire resource out. Uh, In 1889, the railroad operation stopped completely. Uh, It was revived briefly in 1894 as an electric passenger trolley run by the Bennington and Woodford Railroad. So basically, it was an in-between for Bennington up to probably Arlington and that neck of the woods, and then from there, north. And And with all that going on, they tried to make Glastonbury a tourist attraction. Hey, come look and see how, you know, look at what the industry used to be and, you know, try to set up little things like that where you could still go to like a sawmill and see how all the stuff's made. Nobody, nobody bought it, though. So they spent a small fortune uh, converting the area into a mountain resort, which opened in the summer of 1898. Uh, But a freshet, which is a basically when you get a really, really rapid thaw in the winter. And everything just kind of melts and floods all out. So we had one of those, and that wiped out the railroad tracks. Um, it, it destroyed the the ski area they were trying to build. Basic, it's basically a winter style landslide, and yeah. it just fucked everything up. See, they they you know if they'd actually had survived. I mean, nowadays that would have been like booming. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, considering the number of people. In that area, well, technically it's Somerset where we went, but which is just over the mountain. But still, I mean, the number of people camping. Oh yeah, and, and that's and all they, free camping up there yeah, too. And if they could actually have gone up into Glastonbury, well, further, thank the fucking gods that nobody's done that because they would just destroy what we're about to talk about. Yeah. This whole whole place is fucking weird. Um, so. At this point in time, the, you know, the populations dwindled in the early 20th century. Um, in 1937, there's a total of seven people living there. And then the state legislator put through a thing to unincorporate it as a town. You can still, you know, people still live there, but it's just like, you ain't getting mail here anymore. You got to go to the next town to go to your post office box because you're not a fucking town anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like a New Boston the same way, which was like, well... Yeah, you've got, like, four families, maybe yeah. not even that. Yeah, okay, so you're done. It's like another Sorry. another super famous one, uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania, which is the town that uh, 
um, Silent Hill is based off of because it's essentially burning underground. There's like 15 people that live there. Yep. I still want to go there. Yeah. Because they say, you, like, in certain spots you can touch the asphalt and it's, like, warm to the touch because it's a fucking never burnt, like, it's like a never-ending coal fire under the town. <laughs> like, that's fucking wild. I want to see that. So, let's get into the more interesting parts of this. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. The Algonquin people native to the area of completely avoided as much of it as they could, especially the mountains. They felt that the area was cursed ground because at the top of the mountain, if you went all the way up there, the wind would come in from all four different directions. At certain times of the year, you'd feel wind blowing from every direction. Yeah. So that's kind of a weird omen, like a sign. Even today, if you went up there and that happened, you'd go, what the fuck is going on here? Because it's like a tornado almost, but it's not strong. You just you're kind of just being buffeted from all. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, the only the only reason they had at all was to go to the mountain is because that's where they buried their dead. So, again, anytime there's dead Indians involved, it's probably not a good place to go, <laughs> because they knew you don't go here for a reason. It's like fucking Dyatlov Pass, you know. Yeah. When they named the mountain, whatever it was, but it translates to do not go there. There's a reason for that. It just says big bull. Stay the fuck out. There's a reason for that. And fucking dumb people are like, oh, these people have been living here forever. Ah, they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Come on. So, you know, again, it's not it's like, that bad. Why? Why listen to people that have been in the area since like 8500 BC? They I don't mean, know shit, come right? on. It's they don't know nothing. These savages that have lived here for how, thousands of years. How dare they yeah. tell me Fucking ridiculous. that I cannot go yeah. up there. Yeah. It's bullshit. I'm going. We weren't part of the part of the country that sent them off to live somewhere else. We just killed them all. You know? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to America. I know you've been here a long time, but uh Leave or die. <laughs> Our saying wasn't... Actually, well, the Native Americans up here assimilated for the most part, because they're like, uh, we don't like the British, we don't like you guys, and we really, really don't like the French. So then they just kind of split off and took sides and fought against each other, taking sides with whoever was fighting the other person. And Well, most of ours were like, we don't like those assholes across the river, you know, those Mohawks. Fuck actually, them. Actually, they were all part of the same federation. Yeah, but they the didn't, most part. They didn't like them. Because the Mohawks were part of the Iroquois tribe. True. Fair enough. The, the, that federation. And Abenaki were just like, yeah, suck my dick. Yeah. You know, they're like, okay, you know, they had little battles. Like, like what was it? Uh, 
I guess uh, was it uh, Samuel D. Champlain? I think when he came here. Speaking of assholes, he actually thought that uh, that there was actually going to be like a war between like the uh, uh, the Abenaki and the Mohawk. I believe it was. <laughs> he didn't realize that what they called a war was really like, hey, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna like stab a couple people. Yeah, shoot a couple people with the arrows. Maybe kidnap somebody for ransom because you have something I want and then you're going to give it to yeah. me and then that's it. That's it. We're done. I, I, love the, I love the modern concept of Native Americans just being completely peaceful and then white folks showed up and all of a sudden they go to war. No, 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 no. They were killing each other for thousands of years before yeah. we knew this place existed. Wholesale. And like the tribes that we had here. As violent as they got with each other and with Europeans, that's nothing compared to out west. Yeah. Like, holy shit, you go out west and they're like, oh, hey, I see there's some white folks riding through. You know what would be really cool? If I could nail the tops of their heads to a tree. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> or just traveling through? Cool. I'm going to take your hair. <laughs> you're in my land. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Here, they were kind of like, they were more... A little bit more peaceful and more understanding with us. Yeah, because but like, that was also early on. The, the <laughs> that was the prequel. <laughs> the enemy of, my, enemy of my enemy is my. That was oh, like okay, America, the prequel, because we don't know what's going on here yet. You guys are being kind of cool. And then by the time we reached out west, they're like, "Oh no, we heard about you, motherfuckers." <laughs> they're like, "We'll teach you to maple syrup." Yeah, sure. Corn? Yeah, here. I'll show you how to do that. You put a bunch of dead fish around it and it grows better. Yeah, don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, there's turkeys and shit, too. We uh-huh. should eat some in November, I guess. Right? Yeah, cool. <laughs> too bad they actually didn't. Ah, whatever. You <laughs> want to know why? Because the pilgrims had stupid fucking shoes and dumb hats. Exactly. Nobody wants to eat, the, eat with them. Fucking pre-Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> actually, they were way less fun. They were like Quakers. <sighs> yeah. Boring. Anyway. Anybody that makes Catholics seem exciting, you guys are fucking boring. <laughs> well, they technically were Catholics. Well, they were the boring ones. No, th- yes, because they were like the super religious, yeah. like ultra Catholics. Listen, you, how dare you wear listen, something with color? I've seen The Witch. I know how it worked. It was a good movie. Don't you dare wear color near yeah. me. And is that an ankle I see, young lady? <gasps> Whore! <laughs> Whore! Off with her head! <laughs> the devil's work. Um, How dare ye wear, wear your, your, show your ankle. Yeah. <laughs> she was trying to seduce me. She showed me her ankle. That's it. She's a witch. She's a witch. Off with her head. They're all fucking witches. Anyway, so after warnings from the natives that, uh, oh, Jesus. After warnings from the natives, the settling families would meet with almost Endless misfortune, disease. Um, there's a lot of disease that went through there. You had your fucking run-of-the-mill smallpox, cholera, <laughs> like run-of-the-mill like, smallpox, you know, like like the run-of-the-mill de- like diseases did, of the time. You know, I didn't know there was any other type hey, of smallpox. You know, the run-of-the-mill smallpox. You smallpox. You had maybe not malaria, but like cholera for sure. Yellow fever, dysentery, shit like that. Just really nasty shit. I mean, you know, you lose kind of, your, you know, lose your family because of dysentery. Yeah, you have to go back to the beginning, start yeah, all over. Exactly, again. You because you fucking didn't afford the river, right? Um, your oxen drowned. Fuck, goddamn it! And of course, mothers died during childbirth because that happened. Fucking like Duh. every other kid that you would have, 
the one of them, like either the mother or the kid is dying. Exactly. It's just kind of, you know, um, in the, one of the more interesting ones was in 1892, a man named Henry McDowell went berserk, just lost his fucking mind and, uh, murders a man by the name of Jim Crowley. There had some kind of argument over something that's been lost to history hundreds of years ago at this point. And uh, McDowell hit Crowley over the head with a piece of wood or a rock, something of that nature, like a blunt object. Um, John didn't die. Like, Crowley didn't die immediately. Um, he actually lingered for a few days where they're trying to save him and because, you know, you don't have fucking medicine because it's the yes, they did. 1900s. They had, they had witch doctors. Well, no, because we don't trust witches, remember? Oh, that's right. Um he would. Uh, he eventually did die. Though. Well, actually, up here we did, because you know we were we were separated from those fucking, you know, heathens down in Massachusetts. That filth in Massachusetts. <laughs> no, we didn't have witches here. We just had vampires all over the fucking place. Listen, they will suck the fucking we the badness witch, we, out. We did have witches here too, though. But that's besides the point. Um, but after he after he killed him, uh, McDowell kind of hung around the area. Um, well, you have to make sure he's dead. Exactly. When, Crow- when Crowley died, McDonnell, McD- I'm sorry, McDowell took off. <laughs> oh, <Old> McDonald. <laughs> so McDowell actually took off on a train headed to Canada. And then for some reason came back south to uh, the southern half of Norwalk, Connecticut. And, uh, I mean, he, <laughs> of course, he comes back into the United States and they caught him. And uh, he was sentenced to spend some time at the... State Mental Hospital in Waterbury, which doesn't exist anymore. At that time? No, it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. The state hospital existed. When was it? 1892. Was it Waterbury? Mm-hmm. Not, uh, not down in uh, Brattleboro over the hill? Nope. Waterbury. Oh, because uh, at the time I knew. Okay. We had two, I think. No, we had one. Because one was uh, there was one in uh, the Brattleboro one was uh, the state hospital, and then they closed it to put it up in uh, Waterbury. I just don't remember when that was. I thought it was close. Now you just go to Brattleboro if you're a drug addict with whose parents have money. Uh, you don't want that money to go there. Oh, I thought it was more one of the more upscale ones. Mm-mm. So while he was there, he worked on the grounds. Um, <laughs> And after they are really not sure how long he spent there, but at one point in time, McDowell hid in a bin, like a laundry bin, and uh, escaped and was never seen again. Uh, the The area was already seen as mysterious and remote, obviously, like we've mentioned. Um, John Harbor participated in the first ever hunting season in Vermont in 1897. He was shot on October 1st, and no one ever came forward about the killing. There's, uh, I mean, his wife uh, His wife would eventually die decades later, never knowing who killed her husband. But the stories that persist were that McDowell returned to the area and just started randomly killing people. And then eventually went off into the woods and died. Oh, yeah. So it's like... <laughs> It, it's kind of weird to think, you know, because that's not the last time we're going to mention a fucking potential serial killer here. Um, so now that we, we know that the mountain has caused madness, tragedy, and murder, there's some other things that have happened there as well. The first and probably strangest of the paranormal anomalies is 
again, super fucking strange. It's something called the Man-Eating Stone, which I didn't make up. The natives had been telling stories of a giant stone large enough for a man to stand on. And when you would stand on the stone, it would feel like it was becoming less solid and possibly starting to move. And it would eventually open up and just swallow whomever was standing on top of it. Could it potentially be responsible, you know, responsible for some of the disappearances in the area or even on the mountain? Um, honestly, I personally don't think this think that there's a stone in the woods eating people. Um, it could. I could see la, it. La, la, well, boom. here's here's what I'm saying is I could see it being a metaphor for a stone with a big split or a gap in it that if you fell into it, you're never coming back up. You know, kind of like it, like a uh, like a wedge in a gorge, almost like if you go to jump off it, you know, jump across it, and you fall between them. Technically, you got eaten by stone because you're dead. So, would you have gotten stoned? No, that's when you get hit with a rock. Oh, okay. Um. So one of the 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 big one that a lot of people attribute everything to is the Bennington monster. Uh, again, the natives have known of a creature in this area for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And uh, again, I took another piece directly from one of Joseph Citro's books, Green Mountain Ghost Schools and Unsolved Mysteries. Um, this is a book that when I was a kid, I took it out of the town library so many times that it fell apart. I, I, I know for a fact that I am personally responsible for McClure Library having to replace that book at least once because I took it so many times that eventually the binding fell apart and it just stopped existing. Um, mm. But now that I'm a grown-up and shit, I'm on my second copy of it. So, And this one's autographed, so I try not to open it too much. <laughs> um, so here's the, uh, the little excerpt that I'm going to take about the f one of the first more notable sightings in the area on one unforgettable nighttime run. The stage driver was forced to slow down when a sudden heavy rainfall ripped open the sky. The deluge was so fierce. It washed out large sections of the road, eventually forcing the driver to a complete stop amid the dark wilderness. The horses bucked and whinnied almost in a panic. The driver fearing a bobcat grabbed his rifle and climbed down. There, in the pale light of his lantern, he saw huge circular imprints in the damp ground. Exploring with his lantern, he saw, uh, he saw how the imprints formed a line of tracks, as if something gigantic had passed by, and he reasoned just moments ago, or the rain would have washed the prints away. His heart quickened as he examined the tracks. Not only were they fresh, they were widely spaced and deep. The frightened driver concluded that if they were made by an animal... It must have been tremendous in size, very different from anything he had ever encountered. He called to the passengers. Yeah, why not? I know you guys are dry, but you want to come see this shit. Yeah. You know, hop out. <laughs> I didn't like open the door and been like, no, fuck you. I'm good. I'm going to stay here. It's no, no, raining. No. It's I'll raining take... like a whore in church out. I'm going to stay here. No, 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 no. I'll take your word for it. I yeah. swear. You you said it was, you know, that large sure. prints in the rain. I'm fine. I'll stay here. Thanks. No, no, no problem. Anytime. No, 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 I insist. Oh, you grab your rifle because you think it's something that might, might be dangerous? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, I, I have to go to bed now. Yeah. Come on. I'm sick. Let's go. So he uh, continues here. 
He wanted them to see the tracks and help him determine what manner of animal might be in their midst. Just then, the horses reared and screamed. And if you've never heard a horse scream, it's a fucking awful noise. It is terrible. Hmm. Uh, a savage, thunderous blow toppled the wooden carriage. Uh, for, uh, four terrified passengers huddled with the driver, quaking in fear. As the cold rain pelted them, they, uh, they stared up at two large glowing eyes, watching them from the nearby woods. A huge beast, partly obscured by... The, uh, partly obscured by tree branches and darkness, roared and trampled off into the night, leaving the travelers silent and stricken with horror. So that was from that book. Um, so there's a lot of different theories. Uh, obviously, what's the first one that comes to your mind here? As to what this is. Come on now. Sasquatch. Yes. Bigfoot. Yeah, absolutely. So... There's been sightings of Bigfoot-like creatures in that area ever since. Um, generally, the one that kind of that kind of caught me off guard the most was a lot of them see it uh, when when it's seen. It's it's usually like a reddish color, uh-huh. which is kind of unusual for our area when it comes to Sasquatch sightings. Where they're usually uh, dark brown to black in this in, in our in Norton you know New England kind of. Um, but a lot of them, a lot of people claim it's more of a reddish, almost like an orangutan color. So it kind of sticks out. It all depends, you know, I mean, you know, like I, like I was telling, uh, um, person on Saturday night, I, you know, cause we were having the conversation about different colors. I said, well, look at our deer. Right. You know, if, if, uh, if you see a deer that's from like high up in the mountains that really doesn't come down. They're dark. They're dark, and then you know you get the middle section. Well, they're they're a little bit they're lighter, you know. But then you get people, ones that are down lower, and they they're almost they're almost like, tan. Yeah, like yeah. at times during the summertime they look red, right? You know, or they'll turn tan like a like a light brown. They might during the winter go to like a darker brown. Yeah, but they won't. You know, like. But that dark, also dark comes brown. down to your food source as well. True. So, I mean, look at, you know, them. They might have a different, you know, different food source. One might be, you know, okay, a little more berries and such and versus. The, the other thing that makes this more believable, that there's potentially an animal like that around. And, again, we've we've probably had the conversation a thousand times on here. I personally believe if Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever is out there, which I think it is. I think it's an animal. I don't think it's a interdimensional being. I don't think it's a long lost ancestor of ours. I think it's, I think it's a, a member of the ape family, like a flesh and blood animal, not just like fucking poof gone in the, in, you know, into nowhere. Um, a lot of people claim like with a cloaking thing, I see that more as natural camouflage where we figured out how to do it. Why wouldn't something else? Yeah. You I stick, don't know. You know, put like moss and stuff like, onto its fur or whatever. Yep. And then you see it and it just backs into the woods quietly gone. It's completely vanished because it's camouflaged itself. Exactly. Um, Oh, well, the, the line of tracks just stopped. Is there a tree right there? I bet they can climb. Um, but what makes it more believable in this area is the fact that there is 
a ton of marshes and wetlands in the surrounding area. Yeah. Um, small little brooks that run all over the place that can be used as a pathway to different areas. Yep. Um, but, I mean, you know, this is one of the things, well, we've never seen them before. Well, they've never seen it. You've never, never seen it. Oh, you know, how do you know they exist? Well, think about it. Our mountains are vast. Yep. You know, hardly no one has been up to half the places. No. No one lives up there. Um, I mean, and plus also we, ha- we uh, you know, we know that certain areas we have mountain lions. Well. We have wolves in the state too. You know, nobody, but, you know, you don't hardly see them at all. My favorite argument is how come we haven't found a body yet? When was the last time you were walking through the woods and stumbled upon a dead black bear? You don't. You don't. Because animals don't just fucking run around and die somewhere. They No. When an animal is sick and they know that their time is coming, they go find somewhere secluded. And if these things are as intelligent as I think they are, if they live in family groups like everybody thinks they they do, they can hide they can hide or Remove their dead. Well, they bury their dead. There's stories of people shooting them and then standing there and being like, oh, fuck, there's more of them and watching them come out and carry them off. They're not just going to leave them there. Yeah. I mean, like my part, you know, you said they're animal. I think they're a I just think that there's something in the, the homo erectic homo gene line where they are they were they didn't quite fully you know get take that step their 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 line didn't fully take that step to you know come over across or something happened you know so that they stayed where they are but because of what because they, they didn't have to evolve any further. yeah because of what they were they're like okay well like we don't have to do any more to me, it falls into the Gigantopithecus family because there was a couple of different ones because you have Gigantopithecus blackie, which was the one that was like fucking 15 feet tall. And then there was a smaller variant that only got, you know, six to eight feet tall. That's what I think. And I mean, things evolve to be smaller and in the, the environment now, unlike when there was dinosaurs where they evolved to be bigger because of how the atmosphere and all that other stuff was. Things evolve to be smaller now, and you also evolve to your surroundings. So if they're up here, they might be smaller with, you know, different style feet to get through the the yeah. branches and shit like what we have now. Or you have out in the northwest where it's just giant expanses of huge trees where these they've you know they can they evolve yeah. differently. But I mean, the, I think the, the reason why I say that you know it's some kind of branch off of the of our you know family tree is the fact that oh my thing is because of the chat uh because of the like the chatter well i mean gorillas are are like that too though yeah but they don't have like oh you know they don't have like a lot of like talking and stuff like that but they they communicate but yeah but these guys communicate like through vocal so do chimps but when you when you hear like you know, well, talking, I'm not saying talking, that these talking, are talking. chimps, but it's like in that that same family. Well, technically, we're you know they are an offshoot of us at some point, but we you know are exactly involved beyond them. Exactly. Like I said, 
I think we're in they're in that in that area. They're not I'm they're, not saying that they're totally human. But I'm not oh, saying they're going totally completely different directions then. I'm okay. not saying that they're totally human, but I'm not saying that they're totally animal either. I think they're a, it, a, a middle ground. But you know it would still be considered an animal in finger quotes because it's not a human. That's true. You know, that's that's where I'm going with there. I mean, we're technically animals, whatever. Well, I mean, if you, you know, cuz uh, I'm put tinfoil hat on Kevin, here you go. You know, if you subscribe to the ancient alien theory, technically, Which I, I think we all know where I fall on that one. <laughs> technically, well, I mean, if you if you really look at it, we're an oddity because we were around during Neanderthal, okay, which is weird. We shouldn't have been because not everybody, not all the other um, Australopithecus and all the other ones weren't around really during for a long time during each other's uh, right. like reign per se. Well, as far as Homo sapien, Homo sapien was around a long goddamn time. They're finding them back further and further and further. So it kind of like leads to you know the fact that well maybe we were put in or maybe it's genetics uh, I don't where know. you know you, look at it like this you've got different types of chimps that are completely different from each other but they're still fucking technically chi uh, chimps they just evolve differently in different areas you know but it blow everybody's fucking mind if we actually found out that we were you know <laughs> we were planted here even if we were you'll never find out because history books are way too expensive to rewrite. Well, that's why they don't want to admit that we've been here longer than we actually have been. Well, they have been. They've actually the scientists have more and more scientists have actually said, "Hey, you know, we've been very reluctantly, you know, very reluctantly." Because they're finding out more and more, like, "Oh shit, you know, we're we're uh, you know, we've been here for a lot longer." Yeah. So yeah, that's that's enough of uh, me fucking going, you know, don't, ape shit. And don't the... worry, we're gonna have people on to talk about Bigfoot with eventually. Spoiler, uh, alert. spoiler alert, we made some connections. Yes. <laughs> um, one of the other things that's been seen there more recently, and again, I don't understand with, and I'm not gonna say I don't believe in the phenomena because I wholeheartedly do because I know what the fuck I saw. Dogman has been popping up more and more in the area. Makes you wonder if it's been there the whole time or if these are things that are migrating hmm. or potentially a different evolutionary line coming through. Don't know. But you've there's been sightings of dogman-style creatures in the Bennington Triangle as well. Yeah. Um, there, There's one that I can't remember what show it was on. I really have a hard time... I don't want to say I don't believe somebody, but I have a really, really hard time. Um, this woman was talking about a experience that she had when she was a kid where she lived in the area of the Bennington Triangle. She lived just outside of Bennington, like out in the woods. Um, and she had an experience where she was at a friend's house and there was a playhouse out in the back. They were out there playing around and she looked out the window and there's this what looks like a werewolf in the woods. And it kind of like beckoned her with a finger and she followed it out into the woods, and it sat down and started talking to her. And they became friends, and she would bring it food and this. I'm like, I don't know. I, yeah. Uh, I just, I again, I don't want to say you're full of shit, 
because I hate when people you don't want to be that dismiss that. But to me, I'm like, I don't think I believe that, unfortunately. No. I think that somebody is imagination running wild. Which, that's fine. I mean, have an imagination. That's that's awesome. But to me, I just, that one I don't, I don't buy. I really, mm-hmm. I really don't want to be that dickhead that's like, ah! Yeah. But, yeah, you know. Um, also been hundreds of UFO sightings. Um, yeah. Believe it or not, we've had fairy sightings, fae folk sightings, uh, gnomes, stuff like that. Um, and phantom smells, where you're just out in the woods and all of a sudden you smell something that has no business being there. Like that happened? That's like one of those ones that like you can have randomly at any time. Like, I mean, hell, I've had been driving along in a vehicle and I've like had a like, I can't smell, but random like sensory like taste for something that it's like the fuck do i have that you know had that like ooh, taste like you know i want this now because i could taste it in my mouth i'm like oh my god oh like you know? one one of the ones that is reported a lot is people that are out there in the winter when there's feet of snow on the ground and it smells like springtime for some like just it'll just like you get this like a whiff of it and then it's gone and then uh, you'll, you'll get different stuff here and there and there's no explanation. There's no wind. There's no breeze. It's just poof. You smell something, and then it's gone, hmm. which is really weird. I mean, I understand. Yeah. You wouldn't get it, but no, I wouldn't get you know. it. Um, <laughs> so I mean, and that's just a, a a sliver of the paranormal stuff that happens there. I mean, technically, I think in this area, you we've possibly also had some black eyed kid encounters in the general vicinity as well. But I think so. they're kind of hard to tell because that's one of those things where people don't, that's what a lot of people don't understand with Vermonters is we don't open up about stuff like that. It's a, it's a generational thing where I know for a fact that my dad has seen weird shit in the woods and he won't say anything about it because he'll think people think he's crazy. Yeah. My dad the same way. Farmers for hundreds of years have had weird shit happen and they won't say they wouldn't because, say shit if they had a mouthful. It's because about people it. are too easily too easily will easily poo poo something yeah. instead of going, Okay, you know, sitting down and like listening to him and say, you know, all right, so you said you saw this, okay. Well, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I'm not, I you know, but they're just so ju- judgmental. And it's again, it's a generational thing because we are, we started out basically as a farming community. You woke up, you got your shit done, you ate, you went to bed. You didn't want to cause a ruckus. You didn't want to cause a stir because everybody in town, because it's such small communities, you start talking about seeing something in the woods, they're gonna think you're fucking crazy. And they're not going to do business with you. They're not going to talk to you. They're going to harass the shit out of you. But it also goes back to that, old, you know, the old, uh, old timey, you know, theory of, you know, you're talking, you're talking about the devil. The yeah. Devil. You know, you're 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 speaking the devil's, you know, exactly. tongue, and you're you're talking about stuff that you shouldn't be talking about because you know what goes bump in the night, you don't talk about. Right. Uh, per- perfect example of that. When I was in high school, my uh, well, technically 
because this is back how old I am. We had keyboarding class. It wasn't, you know, we had that. She was our keyboarding and um, accounting teacher because I had to take both of those. Yep. Her and her husband own a farm in Orwell where back in the 90s, one of their calves got killed. Head, the side of its head was caved in. It was all carved up, had big scratch marks and bite marks in its neck. Who's that? Uh, Pope. Oh, I didn't know anything about that. Okay. They, they reported it to the game warden, and the game wardens would tell him, I don't know what happened. It must have been farm equipment. Come to find out later, they would finally, finally, like 10 to 15 years later, admit your, your cow got killed by a mountain lion. Didn't want to admit something that fucking simple. An actual proven animal that we don't want to tell people lives in the state because it'll scare people. Who cares? We, I've seen them in, I've seen them fucking not a mile and a half from here at my cousin's old house, which was my grandfather's house right out on the front lawn. It's, it's a, it's a mountain lion. We have them, you know, but we don't want to fucking scare anybody. No. Which is exactly why you don't have disclosure about Sasquatch. And I'm going to steal this theory directly from Sasquatch Chronicles. Because it's where the first time I ever heard it, it made sense. Because if you tell somebody, you tell the general public that there is a large, possibly dangerous animal in the woods. There goes your camping and your hiking industries. Your logging industry goes bye-bye because you have to protect it all because it's an unknown species. You don't know how many there are. So you have to set up basically the entire thing as a protected wild area. Habitat, yep. We do we do it. We won't build a pipeline because there's a species of fucking mice that it would hurt. Try to tell me we wouldn't do that for something that's potentially related to us through the food chain somewhere. Come on. We would. We do, we do it for owls, for fuck's yeah, sakes. Definitely. You know, if we were to find out all of a sudden there's another primate on our continent... You wouldn't be allowed to cut down a fucking Christmas tree. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know, it's, I think it's just not, you know, uh, giving credence to what people have been saying through throughout the years. Yeah. You know, it, it's been reported a lot. Yeah. You know, fuck, even Samuel D. Champlain said he saw one. Every single Native American tribe in the country has stories about these. Mm-hmm. The big hairy man. Yep. The other one I'm starting to be convinced it might actually be real are Wendigos because those are fucking everywhere. Because you can almost you can lump the Wendigo from like the more mid like northern Midwest Canada. You can almost lump it in with Skinwalkers because they're very similar there. Mm-hmm. There's one that the Algonquins talked about, which when they saw it, it was a tall gaunt thing that had a human head, but deer antlers, which is where. All the fucking pictures of Wendigos with antlers come from. It's from this neck of the woods. You, you can't have that many stories about stuff. All be made up by different people that have never spoken to each other. Exactly. It's, a, it's the same with uh, UFOs. You can't Dragons, have, for fuck's sakes. You know, you can't say that, like, you know, like UFOs, oh, they don't exist. But, you know, you've had you've had fucking, you know, ages and ages and ages of of our ancestors saying, you know, hey, the space people or the star people or yeah. whatever came here and they showed us how to do X. Or well, we saw something. Yeah. You know. 
we talked to them. You know, they they showed us this. We've or... only been flying for about 150 years at this point as a species. And we've been seeing shit flying around for hundreds and thousands of years. We have no explanation for And that less than 150 years. You know? I mean, you know, we're what, not even 100 years into actual flight. Something like that. You know, the, the flood myths. You have you have a myth. Well, not necessarily a myth, but you have stories from cultures that have never spoken to each other about a god awful flood that wiped everything out. That shit happened somewhere. Mm hmm. Had to have fucking pyramids, dragons. Well, yeah. How can, how can, <laughs> how can, you know, and you know, I have a theory culture, on all of this shit. How can one culture have, you know, uh, have pyramids that's, you know, here and then another one on other side of the world have pyramids. You still got your tinfoil handy? I, I know. Okay. It, I, Here we go. This is how, because there was actually a giant flood people that could escape did and there was only one place where for them to come to no idea where the fuck it was but while they were there they all exchanged stories about shit that they were all seeing individually and then they took it back with them generations later i don't believe that i don't know it's possible no i think it was uh more of uh the ancient alien theory (laughs) god damn it anyway i i really do because i i think it was more like hey you know we told them about it and, you know, because uh, there's just so much out there. You have to actually, like, just, like, look at it and go, oh, oh all right. Well, that kind of makes sense. That kind of, you know, I mean, some stuff you can poop, like, you'll say, oh, well, that's, uh, that's not really right. That's kind of weird, but I won't, I won't, you know, subscribe to that portion. But other things, you're kind of like, oh, okay. You know, it's kind of makes sense because... You know, when 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 you know you the, the dragons in Japan or China or Japan, whatever China, you know, because they saw a dragon in the sky. Well, something breathed out, breathed fire out through it. It's a dragon, or well, they came up with some term to call it a dragon. Or they saw an actual fucking dragon. Or they didn't see a fucking dragon. They just saw uh, something in the sky. You know, you got the in, the Indians, okay. That, and I'm talking from India, yeah. that actually said that there was a fucking, you know, uh, a, a, a war. And you have, you know, a place that's, you know, that has, you know, a place where you can go and fucking, you know, Geiger meter and go, boom, 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 okay. holy shit, radiation. So I'm going gonna, gonna to say it again, like I've said before. I don't disagree that aliens have been here before in our past. I also don't think you give our ancestors enough credit. But with that being said, let's take a quick break, come back, and talk about some fucking missing people. Oh, hey, how are you? I hope you're enjoying the show. Due to a technical difficulty, and when I say technical difficulty, I mean the fact that it was going to be a two and a half hour long episode, we decided we're actually going to split this one up and release them a day apart to make up for missing an episode the previous week from this one and also we didn't want to subject you wonderful people to listening to us jabber for two and a half hours straight i don't want to do that you don't want to do that i get it It, it's a long time that's a long time to listen to anything especially something like this where we know we're not that good at what we do but you know what we have fun doing it anyway so 
We're going to take an extended commercial break, and we will be back in approximately, I don't know, 24 hours after this episode releases, the, the next one should be up. <laughs> so enjoy and uh, have a great day or night or whatever. And just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you.